What's up, Jags fans? Welcome to another Jags podcast. What a game between the Panthers and the Jags. The two big cats squared off today, and the Panthers got the win, 34-27. Not the greatest day for the defense, not the greatest day for the offensive line, but to be fair, like you were in the game, and you were intrigued, and you were watching the whole time. So that is a positive. This episode is going to be about you guys' reaction we're going to get to you guys' reactions through Twitter, and um, that's pretty much what's going to dictate this episode. Before we get to that, make sure you do follow our Twitter. We're at Another Jags Pod and Instagram, Another Jags Podcast. All right, so check us out. Hit us up there. Man, we asked for you guys' response on Twitter to the game. It's funny because you guys kind of all think the same. Jason Rat at RatHCP said he's not as upset as he thought he'd be. I feel with Minshew, he'll give us a chance to win every game. Just frustrating that we couldn't stop Christian McCaffrey in the penalties. Yeah, that, that's uh, that, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I mean, that's why I started off with that one. Uh, I think that's how pretty much how the whole fan base feels. It is frustrating. It's very frustrating to not be able to stop McCaffrey. Uh, the penalties are so frustrating, man. Like, gosh, man, they're just I mean, the holdings, the, the illegal. Like, look. The illegal formations, that those are the most frustrating calls ever. Those are the most frustrating calls ever. Dude, Leon Jacobs, when you're out on punt protection, everybody knows you have to be on the line of scrimmage. What are you doing? He's three yards in the backfield. Is that on Leon Jacobs? Is that on the coach? I don't know. I mean, that play didn't really mean a lot, but it just it's it embodied all of the penalties that we had, and it's just frustrating. But... Christian McCaffrey, I mean, we talked at length on this podcast about how he's going to be the X factor, about stopping Christian McCaffrey is going to be the thing that is the dictates the outcome of this game. And uh, we couldn't. We couldn't. McCaffrey had 19 carries, 176 yards. He had six receptions for 61 yards. He had three total touchdowns for the day. You can't give someone a 9.3 yards per attempt average and expect to win the game, especially when they have... 19 carries. And then when they brought in Reggie Bonifon, he had five carries for 80 yards and a touchdown. Like, we couldn't stop anybody. Curtis Samuel had two carries for 25 yards. We couldn't stop anybody on the ground. Looking at their offense, if, if I named these players on the, on the Panthers' offense, Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Greg Olson, Curtis Samuel, Jarius Wright, and then Kyle Allen. Who would you be like, all right, let's try to make them win the game? It'd be Kyle Allen. I don't understand what we were doing, even you know, not double-teaming McCaffrey on every single play. Are you getting too cute? Uh, okay, all right, I'm starting to go off on tangent here. I want to get back to your questions, <laughs> to your thoughts here. The general consensus is that people are still pretty optimistic after this game. Brent Papineau, and he's at Brent Papineau, says, So thankful to give up three turnovers, let McCaffrey run for 1.3 million yards, and still have a chance to win. Actually, three chances to win. I'll take it. Tough loss. Lots of positives. Think we would have a chance with Blake? Um, he's asking, like, do you think, do I think he, we would have had a chance in that game with Bortles at the quarterback? No, I, th- I think Brent brings up a lot of good points here. 
yeah, I mean, we played pretty bad. We did not take care of the football. Our linebackers didn't show up, and our, and our secondary was average at best. And McCaffrey ran for 176 yards and, and, and caught another 61. And, yeah, we still had a chance to win. That's insane. Like, this team is never out of games when Minshew's the quarterback. He can get down the field so quick. It's unbelievable. Um, absolutely not. If Blake is the quarterback, when we went down 14-0, the game was over. And anyone who watched the Jaguars and from the years of 2015 to 2018 will tell you that. So, yeah, excited. Patrick Jackson at Radius underscore Johansson says, Sooner or later, the turnovers and the penalties are going to cost you close games. Today, there are too many of those both. Simple things that need fixing. It's a good point. Eventually, turnovers and penalties. Like when you talk about the game plan for any team going into a game, it's just like rule number one is don't turn the ball over. That's rule number one. Much less fumble return for a touchdown by Brian Burns. Much less fumble recovery inside the red zone that leads to a touchdown on two plays later. Much less a fumble at the end of the game when you're driving and trying to win the game. Simple things. Uh, look, here's, here's the thing about calling them simple things is that it, they, they've been the things. They've been the things, and we've known that they're the things. We, we've known that the offensive line is going to be an issue, and that fundamentals such as lining up in the correct spot and not moving before the ball moves are things that are simple, but at the same time, like if you can't figure them out, you never will. We sat here and talked till we were blue in the face about how linebacking core was going to be an issue. The second we heard about Telvin being gone, you had to bring somebody in. I understand you drafted Quincy Williams. I understand that Miles Jack is a very good linebacker, but in the NFL, you need like three good linebackers. Okay. So that's calling Quincy Williams good, which is we, we think he's good. We think he will be good. He's played pretty well, but is he good? I mean, he got burnt pretty bad by Christian McCaffrey. Miles Jack, we all think is really good. I'm, I'm a big fan of Miles Jack. And he got burnt by Christian McCaffrey. Najee Good is out there defending McCaffrey on a hezzy and go. Really? Najee Good? Like, I'm sure Najee Good is an amazing athlete and probably a better person. But Christian McCaffrey is elite. Elite. Maybe a top player in the NFL. Like, maybe top three player in the NFL. And we knew that going into this game. It wasn't a secret. It wasn't like this was his coming out party like so many teams like to do against the Jags. We knew he was good. You can't put Najee Good on him one-on-one. Like, that's, that's simple, simple issues. A lot of people are upset with Todd Wash. I mean, I'm looking through some of his responses. You guys are not happy with Todd Wash. For example, Beowulf at Craig. That's Craig with four A's, three I's, and three G's. <laughs> says Todd Wash can't game plan for a team's best player and that's a problem penalties also huge killing us weekly yeah no toes down they're at no toes down says I don't understand the defense why didn't they make Allen beat them and have a double team on McCaffrey Allen being Kyle Allen Alex Ivanoff and he's at Alex Ivanov at 904 says fire Todd wash. I don't care if people think it was fun. <laughs> That's per- that was perfect. That's perfect. Alex <laughs> fire Todd wash. I don't care if people think it was fun. Hey, there's a lot of people that agree with you, Alex, a lot of people look, uh, it's not hard. I don't think like I understand Christian McCaffrey's a great back. 
I understand. And I understand that it's not easy to look, even if you go out there with your game plan being miles, Jack falls and everywhere he goes, good teams, good coordinators like North Turner for the Panthers have, have a way to like scheme and motion and shift and to get McCaffrey with a mismatch. It's going to happen a couple times. Does Kyle Allen take advantage of it every time? Probably because McCaffrey got the ball like every single play. So if they can create one mismatch, McCaffrey's going to take advantage of it. They saw a mismatch on Najee Good. I mean, that's impossible. That's unfair for Najee Good to even ask him to do that. I remember the player that reminds me the most of Christian McCaffrey is Marshall Falk. They remind me a lot. I mean, the amazing hands. You can line them up in the slot, can play receiver. Uh, like when you played the Rams, when you played the greatest show on turf, Torrey Holt, Isaac Bruce, Kurt Warner, they were all really good. They were. I mean, they were. I mean, there's, there's some great names there, Hall of Fame names. But you ask any coach in that era that played them, and they feared Marshall Falk more than any of them. In fact, it's well documented in, in uh, the book Patriot Reign, written by Michael Hawley. He talks about how Bill Belichick's game plan going into the Rams Super Bowl game in 2000, I think it was one or two, was to stop Marshall Falk. Hit him every play, double team him. We're not going to let Marshall Falk affect the game. Marshall Falk ended that game with 17 carries, 76 yards. That's 4.4 yards per carry. And then he had four receptions for 54 yards. Okay. So that's a total. If you combine all the yards up, that's 140 yards. So the Patriots went into the Super Bowl against a much more high profile potent offense and tried to stop Marshall Falk. And he still went for 140. Like good backs, good coaches will get them into the end zone. But Marshall Falk had zero touchdowns in that game. Marshall Falk only had 140 compared to Christian McCaffrey's 240 in three touchdowns. That's how you defend a player who's just going to destroy your team. That's how you take him out of the game. You hit him every single play after the snap. You double team him. You chip him. You get penalty calls. It's okay, but they are called on doing that to McCaffrey, to Marshall Falk. That's how you stop a player like that. I don't understand why it's so hard for Todd Walsh to do this. Is, was he working with a handicapped defense as far as linebacker and corners and safeties? Yes, he was. I'll give him that. Especially because Ronnie Harrison got hurt. Wingard had to play a little bit. But to be fair, that front four is, might be one of the best in the league. So you, you got to figure something out. You got to figure something out. I understand you're concerned about Herndon on an island. But he, he actually ended up giving up less passing yards than Bouye did. I know you're concerned about Wingard out there. I know you're concerned about Jared Wilson. Second year of really getting meaningful minutes. But you can't let a guy go off on you like that. You just absolutely cannot. Make Kyle Allen beat you. All right, let's get back to more of what you guys uh, have said on Twitter. This one's from Jacob Neville. He's at Llama Feed. I like it, Llama Feed. He says, it really sucks. Going to hate missing the playoffs by one game and think back to this one and the Texans. <laughs> that would really suck. We missed the playoffs by one game. Uh, I don't think so, though. I think we're, I mean, look, remember last year? Last year we sucked. That's not at all I was talking about. Remember 2017? <laughs> 2017, what, how'd the beginning of the season go? Win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. That's not what we're doing here, but it's, you know, we're doing three. A chance to win next week. A chance. How large is that chance? Not going to quite get to that quite yet. Uh, uh, Ryan and he's at Ryan DTWD says Kamara could spell trouble next week. What make you think that Ryan? 
Oh, oh, you, oh, you mean the other guy that plays like Christian? You mean you mean the second best receiving back in the league? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Not to mention Michael Thomas out there with AJ Boye. <laughs> the only way we're going to win that game is if we get pressure on Teddy Bridgewater. Am I wrong? I mean, Bridgewater threw for four touchdowns today. <laughs> Oof, I mean, we're at home. You know what we're going to have to do in that game? We're going to have to control the ball we did in the Broncos game. Like, I know we played terrible in the first half of the Broncos game, but we need to control the ball. Like, time of possession was like, it ended up being like 35 minutes in the Broncos game. Something crazy like that. And maybe not get so many penalties. How many drives were just knocked back by penalties? We'll talk penalties a little bit more later, but yeah, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. All right, we're going to take a quick break just so we can get a word in from the sponsors. Um, they keep everything going around here, so support them. I uh, appreciate you guys listening. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more of your guys' thoughts on Twitter. All right, welcome back to another Jags podcast. We are recording after the Jaguars-Panthers game. Um, look, it was fun, dude. It was fun. We got to watch till the end. You know, we got some shots of the end zone. It seems like good teams always get that chance. So I was glad to just get that chance. And that seems to be like the general consensus of the fan base. Uh, we asked on Twitter, like, what were your thoughts of the game? A lot of you are like, you know what? Hey, it was fun. And that's true, man. That's what sports are all about. It's about having fun. It's about rooting for your team. It's about them putting themselves in a position to win. This is two of our three losses now where really, like, you flip a coin, things go the other direction, we win. Like, if Gardner Minshew doesn't fumble and Brian Burns doesn't take the ball to the house, the game's a lot different. So that's two of the three losses where it really could have gone either way. The Broncos game, things could have gone either way. So really, I mean, these are good competitive games. These are fun games. Jay Beasy, uh, and he's at John Balcar, says, this was an exciting game and it was great to watch our team compete. I think that's where everyone's at with it. I think that's where everyone's at. Everyone's like, you know what? We got to watch our team compete. At the end of the day, I mean, God, I mean we had decades of football where our team wasn't even competitive. I played the... Uh, I was looking up like... Um, uh, the last time the the Jags and the Panthers met, they, they met like in 2017. But before that, if you move back, it was like 2011. It was like Blaine Gabbert's first season. It was Ron Riviera's first season. I think that was Cam Newton's first season. I mean, they're just young. I mean, it was called they called it the Tsunami Bowl because it was just pouring rain. That was the game Blaine, uh, Blaine Gabbert threw his first interception. The players that were like on that roster, he's throwing them Michael Thomas, Jarrett Dillard. I mean, Maurice Jones Drew was good, but uh, I mean, it, I mean, it's just like, oh my gosh. I mean, the players on that team, you know, it's like we have no shot. Tyson Alu Alu is chasing down Cam Newton from behind. Those weren't competitive teams. That, like, if we went down 14 0 the way we did against the Panthers, it was not competitive. No one expected us to be in the game. Another one that's okay with it. It's Let's Be Friends 69, <laughs> and he's at Dave K 7592. He says, I'm okay with the loss. It was a hard-fought game. Without the two turnovers, I think we would have won. Great to see Minshew progressing week to week. And I, Dude, Minshew's the real story here now. Minshew's the real deal. Like, well, I, I apologize. We haven't talked about this when we're 17 minutes in. We have not talked about how Gardner Minshew went 26 for 44 for 375 and two touchdowns. Like, this is a rookie, dude. The, yeah, the dude fumbled. He's a rookie in the NFL. Throw any rookie out there and how they're doing. I think Kyler Murray's playing okay. Daniel Jones is playing okay. I honestly, I didn't even see how Daniel Jones played today. Let's take a look at that real quick. 
Daniel Jones was 21 for 38, 182 yards, one touchdown, one interception. 4.8 yards per completion. <laughs> That's terrible. That is absolutely terrible. Look, Minshew is the best rookie quarterback playing right now. And it is the real story. Like, that's the biggest thing going on right now is Minshew is dealing. DJ Chark, eight receptions, 164 yards, 20.5 yards per completion, two touchdowns. Dude, DJ Chark had himself a game. 20.5. I mean, that's higher. I mean, I think that's got to be the highest he's had all season. Way higher than his average. That 2017 team where the Jags went to the AFC Championship game, they had like Keelan Cole and Marquise Lee. They were getting you know yards per reception for the season. It was up there around 19. And these guys are doing that. DJ Hurts doing that. D.D. Westbrook, seven receptions, 82 yards. I love it. I love it, man. I love to see Westbrook back to doing it. Man, I feel bad for O'Shaughnessy. That injury did not look good. Anytime you come off the field and you can't put weight on a leg, uh, that's typically not a good sign for recovery. Um, but, oh, man. Leonard Fournette. How about Leonard Fournette in, in, the, in the pass game? Four receptions, 29 yards. That's, I mean, look, I, I tweeted it at halftime. The offense was at its best when they were literally just snapping the ball, taking a three-step drop, and dumping it out to Leonard Fournette on a flare. The Panthers were in so much too high zone coverage. This is the second week in a row that a defense has game plans and said, you're going to have to beat us on the ground. Yes, you heard me correct. This is the second week in a row where the defense we played schemed and game planned and said, you're going to have to beat us on the ground. They said they were not going to let Minshew beat us. And Minshew still went off. 374 yards, career high. I love it. I love it, Minshew. All right, let's see what else you guys had to say here on Twitter. Gary Blonde, and uh, he's at Gary Blonde, said, very sloppy. We were lucky to have a chance at the end. Lucky? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it was lucky. I think it was good. Reese, and he's at NAU underscore persona new person I'm guessing says defense wet the bed on this one after a shaky start Minshew is the real deal I don't care what anyone says when it's time for Nick to come back put him in so our quarterback of the future doesn't get injured <laughs> there's a lot here <laughs> okay hopefully when Minshew, when uh folds is ready to come back we are in contention for a playoff berth so we hopefully we don't have to put our quarterback of the future on the bench with, uh, calling him Minshew um, I like it though. I mean, I like it. It just goes to show the faith in Minshew. This is a real deal. I agree with you. I I agree with you. Um, defense wet the bed. Yeah, they didn't play great. But to be fair, like our offense wasn't. You know, there was a lot of three and outs. There was a lot of drives where the offense didn't help the defense too much. Like I said, the fumble. I mean, we blame the defense, but I mean, fourteen of the thirty-four was really on the offense. So. Not really defense's fault. I mean, you can't defense can't stop that. I mean, they can't. They nothing to do about that. Oski and he's at Ace Ninja One says I actually don't feel bad after this loss. We have a solid quarterback for once. Defense and O line need to tighten up. You know what? I don't feel bad after this loss either. 
And a lot of people were freaking out after the Chiefs game week one. And I had to come on here and like fake smile and be like, look, guys, we're okay. <laughs> I know Foles is hurt. And I know Minshew is a rookie. And I know our line looks like poo. But we're okay. And now look at us. We're okay, guys. We're okay. We are 100% okay. And defense and only need to tighten up. Yeah, they do. But look, they we, historically, our defense starts slow. I mean, remember being in the year last year, they started so slow. They ended up coming on toward the end of the year. It's one of the top defenses. So, I mean, then look, and, I, and I'm optimistic about some of these guys like Quincy Williams. Dude, DJ Hay- Hayden, dude. DJ Hayden's the best corner on our team. Like, if DJ Hayden wasn't so good blitzing from the slot and from that nickel position, well, like, I would would you not want to put him out there? I mean, he's cu- he's playing better than any defensive back on the team right now. Hopefully, Ronnie Harrison's okay. We'll see what happens to him in the uh, coming weeks. Nolan Harmon, and he's at inharm1, says, really feeling good despite the loss. Minshew is the real deal. He made a few mistakes, but is the best quarterback we've had since Purnell and is the franchise guy. He also says, Fournette is back too. Defense needs to figure things out, but feeling like we're about to see a 2017 type of win streak. You're, you know what, Nolan? I like what you did there. I agree. I think 2017 win streak is coming. The Saints game does concern me because Bridgewater's dealing, Kamara's the real deal, and Michael Thomas is the GOAT. But after that, I could definitely see a win streak coming. I could definitely see it. Jake Weber, and he's at Jake Weber underscore 89, says, We need Jalen Beck. Boye overrated. Norwell sucks. Minshew is good. <laughs> that's like that's like bullet points, right? This guy like took a legal writing class, obviously, because he did not waste words or sentences. Just simply, we need Jalen back. Boye overrated. Norwell sucks. Minshew is good. Do we need Jalen back though? I mean, do we? Need, I mean, do we need Jalen back? Like he would have helped maybe on some of the runs that got on the outside because he's a good run defending tackler on the edge. But it's not like Kyle Allen like torched us. I mean, he only had 181 yards. He only completed 17 passes in the game. Most of his, I mean, okay, 61 of his 181 passing yards were to Christian McCaffrey. So, I don't know. I don't think I blame our secondary, um, their coverage skills on this one. I'm more worried about the tackling on the interior uh, for sure. That's my biggest concern. All right, we'll take a quick break. We're going to hit your last couple Twitter thoughts and we're going to close it out um, and uh, give you a little preview of the mailbag for tomorrow. Thanks for listening and uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to another Jags podcast, this is segment three. There's no telling what's coming here in segment three. No telling. I cannot be responsible for segment three talk. But we are talking about the Jaguars-Panthers game. If you have not yet followed me on Twitter, my personal Twitter is jtrent904. The podcast Twitter is at another Jags pod. If you like formations, game plans, and schemes, you're going to want to follow our Twitter. That's pretty much all I post. I'm obsessed with the X's and O's of football. But we're not here to talk about X's and O's. We're here to give our emotional reactions to the game. We just lost by seven points at Carolina to a team that has a lot of good players, questionably still a good quarterback. Not sure yet. We're still waiting to see. Doesn't throw picks. That's that's good. But we are here for you guys and your Twitter comments. 
The next one is Shea Jacobs, and he's at S Jacobs underscore 11. He says the loss hurts. Even though Minshew has some bad fumbles, I think the team will win a few more games with him before the bye. Minshew Mania will live on because he's good at football. I like that. That is, that is you know, Shea got this one in kind of late. Um, he got it in like kind of mid-pod. But I think this is sums up my my feelings right here. Like I couldn't have put it into better words myself. The loss does hurt. And even though Minshew had some bad fumbles, the team will win a few more games with him before the bye. I agree. And you, this is one of the best statements I've heard is Minshew Mania will live on because he's good at football, which is true. He is good at football. He makes the throws. That throw to Chark, that first touchdown pass, insane. And let's not forget the dude's playing on a bad knee. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Look, I, I think I think Foles is done. I think Foles is done. How, how do you go back to Foles? How do you go back? I mean, look, everyone's asking that question. Does Foles come back? There's no way. There's no way he comes back. If Minshew is winning games, if Minshew is playing like this, throwing for almost 400 yards, yeah, he's he's not going to get his job back. Happens all the time. Who was it that you know came in that Kurt Warner took his job? Was it Mike Mark Bolger? When Tom Brady came in for Drew Bledsoe, I don't know if that's who it was. I think that's who it was. Dude, it happens all the time. Like high-paid quarterbacks get aged out, even though they're getting paid a lot of money. You trade Foles to for a, a fourth-round pick in the offseason. You eat that money. Guess what? You have a fourth-round pick for that money. And you have a future quarterback on your team. That's one of the drawbacks to hitting on a quarterback in the sixth round. If there were any, <laughs> if there were any drawbacks to drafting a quarterback in the sixth round that ends up being, could end up being a perennial elite quarterback, here's the drawback. You may have a guy on the roster that it's hard to cut. <laughs> That's the, that's the drawback. That's the one drawback to that. So I think we're okay. I think we're fine. Uh, I agree, Shea. Minshew Mania will move on uh, because he is a good quarterback. TH, and, and he's at Hess Theron, says, if the Jags rebuild this defense, Minshew can make it something special. Uh, what's there to rebuild? Like, you're, what are you going to do? You're going to get rid of Calais? You're going to get rid of Bouye? You're going to get rid of these big contracts? Marcel Darius? Uh, okay, those are your big contracts. That's all you can dump to, uh, to quote-unquote rebuild. So you dump those three. Are you going to find a better D lineman? Mm, probably not. You might find a cheaper one. Are you going to find a better corner in free agency? Realistically, you'll probably get a guy at Bouye's talent level, and you'll probably pay about what you're paying for him now. Marcel Darius? Yeah, I mean, he's coming off the books regardless. There's no, I mean, how else do you rebuild? I mean, we are rebuilding. Everywhere else is young or on a tiny contract. Jalen Telvin? I mean, I guess those are two big X factors. So by rebuild the defense, do you mean get rid of Telvin or Jalen? Because now you're minus Bouye and Jalen, so you're out there with Trey Hernan, Quentin Meeks, I don't. I mean, there's not much to rebuild. There's not much to rebuild. I mean, unless you're talking about moving to a three-four defensive scheme, which and then okay, now we're talking. Now we're talking. But I'll save that for another podcast for another day. Lincoln and he's at Lincoln's two fat one says well balanced game. If you add in an actual run defense and cut down on turnovers and penalties, lots to look forward to. Yeah, 
Yeah, I guess it was well balanced. I mean, I would have liked to seen Fournette. I mean, he had that one big run. I mean, there was that big run. And, and look, I haven't gone back and watched the film yet. He did rush for 108 yards, 4.7 yards per carry. But, I mean, he did rush 23 times, and he did have that big run. Look, Leonard Fournette's that guy. People got to be okay with Fournette being that guy that runs it for, uh, you know, under three yards per carry all game, and then all of a sudden hits you for one big 60-yarder. That's who he is. That's what he does. Gardner Mitchell had a good game running. Seven carries, 42 yards. Yeah, I guess that's pretty balanced. We had a combined 150 yards rushing and 374 yards passing. Yeah. I'll go back and look at this. I mean, it looks like Minshew was responsible for more percentage of yards for the Jags than McCaffrey was responsible for percentage of yards for the Panthers. But I'll have to go back and do the numbers. I'm just kind of doing it quickly in my head. Um, but... Interesting, interesting though, to, to say the least. Okay, a couple of you um, were pretty um, were pretty upset in the game. Uh, NorCal Brian, and he's at Far NorCal, says this D, this D is trash and needs to kick in the ass. I don't know if he was trying to rhyme there. If he was, excellent job. That's really how he feels. I mean, is there, like I said, 14 of the 34 points the Panthers got were literally on the offense. I mean, Clay's Campbell blocked a, a field goal. I mean, the defense didn't play great, but, I mean, the offense's fumbles were big, just as part of that as the defense's inability to stop Christian McCaffrey. 100%. Taste in advance, and he's at Tayverse underscore SD, says Christian McCaffrey is a pain in the ass, like his dad when he played. We need our tight end back, and penalties killed us in those three turnovers. Dude, Ed McCaffrey was, was a beast. I thoroughly enjoyed watching Ed McCaffrey for the Broncos. That dude was insane. Like, talk about a mix between, like, Wes Welker and, like, Marvin Harrison. That's what Ed McCaffrey was. He was a beast, dude. Beast. Absolute. I loved watching him play. But, yeah, he was a pain. We do need our tight end back. But, I mean, we talked about tight end being an issue. Your two healthy tight ends are Jeff Swaim and Seth the Valve. Who I'd want neither one. I would want neither one. If I'm starting a team and you're like, hey, do you want one of these guys on your roster? I don't think I would. I'm good. I'll find someone else. I understand you have Oliver on the roster. I understand you have O'Shaughnessy. But still, for starting two, those two, I don't know. It's stuff that, uh, you know, is probably fixable. Pennsylvania Jaguar, and uh, he's at Jaguar720, says, we have a number one wide receiver. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. I think that's the that's the sense that everyone kind of has, is that we were okay. Like, it's, it's pretty much, it's pretty much summed up by Davis Rooks, and he's at Davis Rooks, says, I can live with this loss. We still look pretty solid. I feel like that's what everyone's kind of mindset is. We can live with this loss. On the road, two games back-to-back on the road. Rookie quarterback played well. Like, the team's the team's not going to get worse. The team, the team is so young and has so much potential, they're not going to get worse. So even if they keep alternating win-loss, win-loss, they go 8-8, eight and eight, that's pretty much what people expected. This team's only going to get better in the future, especially if we keep drafting the way we're drafting in the draft. I know that was the word draft three times. I apologize. I was on a roll. I think we'll be fine. We're fine. Hey, it was fun. It was competitive. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the moment. If you've been following the Jags for as long as I have, there's been so many eras of non-competitive football. This was just great. 
This was great. Shout out to Overtime Network for syndicating us nationally. Shout out to SB Nation for syndicating us nationally. Make sure you follow our Twitter and our Instagram um, for all these latest updates and formations. We're going to be breaking down the film this week. We're going to be breaking it down. And uh, we're going to be cutting up some plays and talking about what they ha- what happened and what they are. And uh, you're not going to want to miss that on social media. So make sure you follow that. Uh, give us a five-star rating on iTunes if you would. Please just take a couple seconds and it would really help us out a lot. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, look forward to this week's mailbag. Just make sure you send in all your questions. And as always, go Jags. Woo!